Hi, I'm Kiki. And I'm Kemi. And you're listening to Your Advisors Will See You Now, a podcast that will help you to figure out all of your options for life after high school. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Your Advisors Will See You Now. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode. We thank you for your support too. But we are continuing with our career series, but we're still in the communications field. Um, and we have my really good friend, Haley Ben David on, almost said her maiden name. Haley just got married a few months ago. But Haley and I have been friends since like seventh grade. Um, for a long time, and it's just good to have her. But Haley has a really great just journey, just a story. She started out in communications, and you're still in it as well. Thank you so much, Kiki and Kemi, for having me. This is my first podcast. I'm really excited to be here. Um, and <laughs> currently, I am working in the wellness field. I run my own wellness business. I'm a life coach and a yoga teacher. But my my story really started out with communications and it's, it is an interesting path how it's followed me here. Um, yeah, I, I went through journalism, education, and, and now here I am running my own business, which is, it's fun and it's, it's challenging. That's awesome. Can you, can you share too, like, if you don't mind, can you talk about where you went to undergrad? Like what you sure. studied there? Yeah. So I graduated from university of North Carolina at Chapel Hill in 2013 with my bachelor's in journalism and communications as well as a um, bachelor's in global studies. I basically didn't know what to study when I arrived to college like so many of us um, but writing's always been a passion of mine. Um, I love writing. It comes pretty naturally to me. I always enjoyed it in high school so I decided to follow the journalism track and once in that track there's even more choices. You know do you want to write for a newspaper or uh, radio. And I ended up choosing um, public relations because I felt like that was a way where I could still write, but also work with people, which I enjoy. So I studied public relations in college. And then the global studies was also just to get more of a global international perspective, which helped a lot. Can you um, expand a little bit on what public relations is, like what that kind of job is for those out there who might not know? Sure. Yeah. And it's a really vast field. There's a lot of different things that you'll do in public relations, but essentially you'll work with a client or a company and send out different press releases. You may be doing social media for them, different communications. You may do interviews, um, interviewing people in that field. There's just so many things you do in public relations, but it does have that writing component, but it's um, at least the public relations that I worked in was external communication. So communicating to people outside of the company. Um, but you do have, you know, relations internally inside the company as well. For external communication, it has to be, you know, catchy. It has to be concise, especially mm -hmm. as we know with social media today. So different, you know, videos or catchy things like that. Yeah, that sounds, so it kind of sounds like you're, because we know like whoever your your company is, whoever the person that you're serving, we know that they don't have necessarily that time to put into writing or publishing. So you're kind of serving as that mouthpiece. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So let's say the company comes out with a new product. And so you'll write up a press release about the new product, send it out to all the media channels. So you get, you know, publicity and advertising. Meanwhile, you're also creating partnerships with other media outlets. So when you mean other, sorry, I keep on asking more. When you mean other social media outlets, 
because we can talk about when you first began. So what did that kind of look like, like newspapers, magazines? And now do you find it's kind of changed for different kind of outlets and platforms? It's changed so much and it changes every day. It's crazy. I mean, when I was studying all of this, Instagram wasn't really big. Um, Mm -hmm. TikTok didn't exist. (laughs) So it was really different. But just to answer your your question, it's, you know, you have certain news outlets that you're friendly with. So you'll send the press release and you know that they're going to publish it. So you you send it, you know, depends if it's local or national, which kind of you can be sending it to a list of hundreds of media outlets and you just want people to pick up your press release, um, send it out to the masses. To go back to like where I started, I started working for the school newspaper Writing for the school newspaper, there was um, a magazine at Chapel Hill that I wrote for, and I did some summer internships as well. And those are at like various different types of um, organizations. Some of them are public relations. One was at a radio station. So that was kind of different and fun. So I kind of got to experience a lot of different types of journalism. And I actually really enjoyed writing for newspapers. But I saw where things were going more digitally. And I said, I'm going to choose a career that feels a little bit more dynamic. Um, And so I chose public relations. I could have stuck with newspapers because they're all online now. I really enjoy the structure of writing for a newspaper because there's clear, you know, AP style. But you can put your kind of tone and voice into it. Yeah, I ended up in public relations because it seemed like that was a field that was going somewhere. That's awesome. That was really cool. Can you like so if you I know it's been a few years, but can you talk about talk about what your schedule was like and somewhere in there too, like share uh, the pros of it and some of the cons as well? Sure. Um, so I was really lucky after college to get a job at a public relations agency. And so my title was junior account executive. So I was essentially working on one certain account with one client. And there would be various things that I would do. Um, I did write press releases. I know you mentioned cold calling. It wasn't really cold calling because the people that we worked with had relationships with the company. It was just that it was the first time meeting me. So that was really helpful that it wasn't exactly cold calling, but I would call different, um, you could say stakeholders or, or different people to do interviews with, people that would use our product Mm -hmm. um, to ask them, you know, how it's helped them. And then I would transcribe those interviews. I would also write social media posts and work with the graphic design team to kind of bring everything together. So I would do a lot of the copy work and they would do, you know, another team would work on the visuals. Trying to think what else there was in day to day. It was, it was quite a while ago, but Mm -hmm. it was, it varied, you know, day to day, but essentially boiled down to me writing the copy, um, you know, and, and working with a team, it wasn't just, you know, you're not alone there. You have a team working on the same account. So that mm-hmm. was my first year, my first job out of college. So I was learning a lot. Cool. That's awesome. So how long, how did you kind of get into this, this industry? Like, how did you kind of pivot into there? Did you kind of do an internship beforehand or did you just do the old school way of going on Indeed or just looking and applying right after, right after college? I think doing internships really helped me um, because I kind of knew which ones I liked. And I said, you know, let's, you know, try it out. And I applied to different agencies and I had, 
it's almost like applying to college. You have some that you feel are far shot or they're not in your hometown. So you know it's going to be a big move. Um, some like big name agencies. And then you apply to some local places. This is maybe you have a connection. So um, I don't remember how I heard about this one company, maybe just because it was in the area. I, I don't remember how many jobs I applied to, but I'm sure it was like in the hundreds. And Ooh. I just had a good interview at this one place and it, it worked out. So I'll ask too, well, I guess because we'll maybe ask you about your, your PR job. So, and you, you mentioned at the beginning, and I know this, you mentioned at the beginning that you've like changed careers and spaces. So Kemi and I just, or we're like currently sharing a, like supporting student support staff. And one of our episodes was about transferable skills. So can you talk about how what you studied in college and like what you learned at your at the PR firm can you talk about like how you're able to transfer those skills to other things I feel like too just like side note and Kevin and I talked about this I, I think it's just a, a, a millennial thing we're like you've been in something like that's all I know how to do obviously that's not the truth like we have a lot of skills we're all very talented so yeah if you could just share like how you use what you learned and like your own just talent and gifts but like how to like how you got into other things how you were able to market yourself yeah and that's a great question because i mean first of all there's hard skills and soft sk skills so mm -hmm. a lot of the technical skills involve different online tools like microsoft and excel and different you know social media that's when social media was becoming big so I learned all those kind of more technical skills, but then there's the soft skills like communication, working with a team, you know, being professional, basically. Um, and the communication is the piece that stuck with me the most, just knowing how to communicate to people, kind of reading the room, knowing how to communicate verbally and orally. Now that's ironic, I'm like struggling with communication. <laughs> no, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think, Communication is something that I notice not everyone learns it. I that was my degree and I learned that. So that is something I find very valuable, even even though I've shifted careers and been in um in a different field now. But you so you I I know you definitely find communicate the communications piece is like, yeah, it's key because you also did education. So like having to transfer that's probably the biggest thing, having to transfer that communication skills to cause you worked with like elementary aged students and then having to transfer that now so like what you do now i know you have to like kind of start from scratch you've had to like build your platform build your your business can you like talk about the like in, like just skills you've had to do i know we're like shifting into something different but i think it's cool to hear how you got where you are now so like what was the point in your journey that you that you said it's time for a change trying to like shift and what brought you to the point you're in now, like in the wellness space? I know you do some writing still, so. Well, I'll take you like through the journey a little bit on a, on a short ride. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, you know, we were talking about before this, how in public relations, you work with a client. Um, and sometimes you're really excited about that client. It's a big name brand. Um, but sometimes you work for an agency and you're not sure who your client is going to be. Just for me, it didn't feel very aligned. And so I knew that I needed to shift out of what I was doing, even though I really enjoyed communication and the writing. Throughout college, I had tutored kids and I volunteered with kids, worked at camps in the past, and I knew that I liked working with kids. 
So I decided to take a step back in my PR career and I signed up for um, City Year, which is an AmeriCorps program, went to New Orleans for a year and I taught. And that was a really nice way into teaching because I wasn't in charge of a whole classroom. It wasn't just like, I wasn't thrown into it. Mm. I had a teacher who was guiding me, who was helping me. My um, teacher also happened to be, in, like she had done City Year herself. So that was really helpful. And then throughout that year, I realized that I really enjoyed education. It was very rewarding. I felt a different sense of purpose in that career. And so I became a teacher um, and I didn't study education. So I had to get my education hours. I went to community college to do those classes. And so first I was an assistant teacher and then I got my um, credits and everything. I got my teaching license and I became a full-time teacher. And as you know, teachers are burning out like crazy. Um, mm -hmm. It's a hard time to be a teacher. And I love kids. I love working with kids, but there's always been a part of my journey that's been focused on wellness. Um, I got into yoga in college. I like, you know, eating healthy, taking care of my body. And I would love to be able to combine those two passions. So I decided to step out of, you know, a traditional educator role and start a wellness business. In the long term, I'd love for that to circle back and bring wellness into schools, you know, through a mindfulness program or wellness program, which a lot of schools are starting to do. So even though it seems like a bunch of different things have happened and, you know, you, I've hopped from place to place, there really is that it's, it's who you are, what you're passionate about, what you enjoy doing, and you kind of figure it out along the way. As I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. I think what I love about your journey is you were so transparent in that there was different avenues that you enjoy. And I think when we're talking to teenagers in high school, we're saying pick one thing. And when you're a teenager, you're just assuming that you have to pick this one career. And that's supposed to be the one thing that you do for the rest of your life. And like you just said, like you had different interests and you were able to pivot into different things. And I think that that's totally fine. I think that's totally fine. And um it sounds so amazing that you were able to even do PR and then you were still able to shift into education and able to shift into your own business now about wellness. Um, so I'm trying to think of like a timeline in my head. So were you, how many years were you in PR for then how many education and how many, well, your current role now as an entrepreneur in wellness, what that timeline kind of look like? Yeah. So I really was only in that PR job. It was less than a year. Um, there were parts of the job that were just really difficult. Like it just didn't feel aligned. The company itself was great, but the client that I was assigned just, it wasn't aligned personally. Um, so I had a hard time with that. And then I went into education and I was a teacher for seven years. That was a super rewarding career. Although, you know, draining a bit at the end with the virtual teaching, I know it was hard on the students, hard on the teachers. But um, then I'd been, I started my own business two years ago. I was teaching part-time and then, you know, starting my business part-time. So that's been for the past two years. And then for the past year, I've been full-time running my business. I know this might be, I know this might be a little shift in something else, but I, from what I've been looking on at online and like, there are some teachers that are trying to pivot out of teaching as well. What are some tips that you could give them to do or where to even look? Because you know how sometimes your your mind is so stuck in, I'm just a teacher. What else can I do as a career? What would you are some suggestions you would give? 
Yeah, that's a great question. One of the greatest resources that I found is Facebook groups. There are whole Facebook groups dedicated to teachers and teachers who want to do something else outside of education. Um, and that group, there's one in particular that is just a wealth of knowledge and resources. And they talk about exactly what you all asked me is how to transfer those skills. When you think about being a teacher, you're managing a lot of things at once. You know, just as a couple examples, you, you manage a whole grade system. That's like analyzing data, right? You manage a classroom, you manage the parent communications. So in essence, you can look at that as project management. And a lot of these terms that are used in finding jobs or on job boards are vague enough that you can apply your experience to them, um, even if it's in a totally different field. And I've seen a lot of teachers go into roles in ed tech. I've seen them go into um, training, you know, training different companies, even in sales. So there's just so many different ways you can go that it's important not to feel stuck in a box. Those are really good tips. I think that's what kind of we talked about in our episode. I don't think it's out yet or it's coming. It's not out yet, but like transferable skills. That's true. Like Kimmy and I went through this like list of skills and you're right. They are very vague, like project management, collaboration, teamwork. It's like we do all those things every day. So I really I, I agree with you. I think it's someone is looking to shift out of something sit down and just sit down like the job description literally is telling you what you need if you can go through and check off work in that or work with that it's like oh okay i think that also is some encouragement for anyone like looking when you start when you start to see yourself in something like in a position you're like oh i can do this i feel like you know we probably on ourselves a lot or somebody looking is like oh i don't have the skills we all really do so no thank you for sharing that and that's, that's true yeah. I, I think facebook groups are Probably a huge, well, I guess Facebook, I guess we still use it sometimes, but I don't, I, I feel like maybe we don't use it enough as in our generation, but it is really helpful. Like there, there's a lot of, a lot of wealth of knowledge out there for sure. Can you, I just want you to share too, cause and I don't want you at the end, want you to plug all your, your business for sure. But you talked about aligning yourself with basically your passion, what you really want to do. Can you, if there's someone listening and this is more for audience is primarily we hope we hope for it to be high school students or college students but you talk to somebody maybe like in our age group that is looking to change their career and is just like not happy where they are can you just talk about like aligning yourself with something that is aligning yourself with your passion like how and because you, you mentioned like you took you took extra classes like you just you really did the work to get to where you were and i feel like you i just Talking like you know, us talking over the years, you just I can tell learned a lot that you've been able to put into it now. But can you just share with somebody like how you can like how to align yourself with your passion and it's not easy, but like putting in that time and effort to do that. Yeah, you're right. It's not easy. And I think it's you know, we have this fear, either personal fear or fear of how we might look if we try different things. Um you know, there. I think now it's more common to maybe have multiple jobs under your belt. But when we graduated, it was more like this is your job, and you know, the you know generation before us kind of kept their job for their whole lives. So we're kind of in that mindset in between these two generations, and we want to make sure that we enjoy what we're doing, that it's you know providing for us. We don't have to stay there forever. Um, you always want to make sure there's growth. 
But I think in terms of finding your passion, um, like I said, writing was one of my passions, but I first found out it was something that I was good at in school. Um, and it was something my mom noticed when I you know, asked her, I don't know what to major in. She said, well, we've always really liked writing. And I think that your passion may, it may or may not be something you find in the classroom at first, but you have to look at your life as a whole. And you're gonna find out if it's your passion once you go and apply that into the world. Um, and even though I got out of PR, I still love writing. You know, Social media is a big part of my business. I have a blog, so I still incorporate writing and I enjoy it. But the truth is you're not gonna you know, find out if you like it or not until you apply it. Mm -hmm. So I would say you know, to people that are not sure what their passions are, look at the different areas of your life and all the things you've done, whether they're paid or unpaid gigs, see which ones you enjoyed and then see if you can make that work for you. Good, I like that. That was for me too, thank you. <laughs> Can you also explain a little bit, because um, you did a great job of telling us how you pivoted out of PR and then how you pivoted into education. You went to school, you got your teaching hours, and then talk to us about how you were still working part-time and then you were in this time of creating your small business at the same time. So what kind of discipline did you instill for yourself to become organized and start um, planning for your business? And how did you get into that? Like, how did you go to a, like a business class? Did you, how did you get into that? Great question. Um, organization's been a huge part of my last two years. Um, I never really was big on planning ahead, but these, and like two years ago, I got my first uh, planner. I'm a pen and paper type of person, um, but whatever, whether you use Google Calendar or not, that was crucial for me. Just planning out all the things I needed to do been planning out chunks of time where I said, okay, I'm teaching for these hours. And then for these hours, I'm going to work on my website or reach out to clients. And so kind of budgeting out time for that. But I also found that different time management skills work for different people. So while some people might do like time blocking on Google Calendar, that just didn't work for me. So I think you really have to find your own groove and what I've been coming to terms with is just that it takes a lot of time and not to rush the process um, because you know, starting your own business, you're really in it for the long run. It takes time to get things up and running. So being patient with myself has been a big thing. Um, but that yeah, organization has been huge. When I was teaching part-time, um, just to go back to your question of how I kind of pivoted into what I'm doing now, um, I knew I wanted to train as a yoga teacher. I like teaching in general, and I wanted that knowledge for myself as well, for my own practice. And the timing just lined up, um, given that it was COVID and I had some more free time at home. So I was able to do that training while I was teaching. And shortly after that, I felt that it was time for me to leave the teaching career. I just felt like I was getting burned out. And I saw a post, again, Facebook for the win. I saw a post on Facebook about a life coaching course. And I said, okay, I'm gonna take this life coaching course to figure out what I wanna do next with my life. Because teaching isn't really bringing me joy right now in this moment. And I'm gonna like help myself out of this rut by taking this course. I didn't intend to become a life coach. I just took the course to help myself, to coach myself. Um, but I ended up loving it so much. And I realized that it goes 
really well with yoga and, you know, it can be a holistic practice. So I've just, you know, taken what I've learned from that course and I've done a couple other courses that are focused on coaching as well as marketing and the business side of it over the past year and kind of just put together what I've learned, made it my own and, you know, just still kind of seeing what works, figuring it out for me, you know, what does my business look like and building my brand. That's awesome. Is no so and again um I'll I'll just say Haley's really active on social media in a really good way. Like your posts, like you you implement your life coach skills on social media. So we'll have you shout out your social media platforms at the end for sure. Do you mind sharing a little bit like your current day to day? If like your social media piece is like you have to create content, then you're teaching. Do you mind just sharing? Like how you're, I know it's Uh, different every day, but. I mean, yeah, that's great because I mean, my day, my weeks are not that structured um, because there's different parts of the business to work on at different times. Um, But currently I teach about eight yoga classes a week and there are different times during the day. So that really breaks up my day. Um, And I enjoy doing that because it gets me out of the house. You know, I teach classes in person and then the life coaching is really all virtual. So the hours when I'm home, I'm either, you know, working on the social media content or um, writing a blog post or working with clients. I usually do Zoom sessions. So working with clients from home. Um, And there was a time where I was working on my website. It's finally done. So that's exciting. But there's little things that come up like, you know, setting up a payment system or figuring out taxes and, and different kind of logistics behind it that just take time. I also, you know, while my business has been growing, I've also been doing some consulting with my marketing skills that I, you know, learned back in the day. Um, And how that came about is I teach yoga for a nonprofit and they were looking for someone to help them with social media and with their marketing plan. And I really enjoy doing that. Um, Also because I believe in their mission and I enjoy what they're doing. Um, It was really fun. So I it aligned for you. So what? So like it perfectly yeah, it, aligned for you. Yep. It was really aligned. Um, so they do, you know, donation based yoga classes and wellness events here in Charlotte. And I love what they're doing. And I believe in the mission. And that makes the work so much easier to promote something you believe in that you mm-hmm. personally, you know, I teach with them, attend their events. And there's actually another company that I'm doing some marketing work for now, some copywriting, actually, um, that's also like a company that's doing good in the world. And that makes me feel like that's what I need in a job. Like, I just have to feel like there's a greater purpose to it. Um, And that makes me feel super aligned to the work. So while I'm building my business, I'm also doing some consulting for these two organizations. Um, And it's... It's been really helpful, you know, helping them build their websites and marketing strategy using what I've learned from my business courses and then using what I've learned from them to help me with my business. It's been really nice to have that structure. Wow. It sounds really because when you tell like even like your whole entire story, even though like you began in college doing communications, communications is such a large part of everything that you've done. and you're talking about copywriting, consulting. There's so many aspects of that that you can really dive. It's very multifaceted. So you can dive into anything you really want to do. 
Because I was like, oh, yeah, you can do copywriting. You can do consulting for communications, for marketing, or how someone wants to do their own brand. So there are so many different ways that you could start in school. So this is for students that are actually in school, kind of in communications, trying to think outside the box of where to do and what to do. So, but I think that's amazing because you really have pivoted in so many different ways that you probably couldn't even imagine yourself back in college thinking how I got here, but it all ends up working out. (laughs) But that's just awesome. I don't have imagined this, but it's, I mean, it's true. Communications opened up a lot of doors for me because it is such a broad field. So that's been really helpful, you know, having that background. I didn't feel boxed into one thing because you can apply communications to so many different areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess something that we could also dive into like quickly, because your communications are like different faceted ways. We could dive into what are some of the pros and cons for your first PR, pros and cons for working in education, pros and cons for um not sure if we should just call it entrepreneur, <laughs> entrepreneurship, uh, just so people can kind of get an idea or it doesn't even necessarily, if you don't want to call it a con or just something that is a strength you might need to work on in that kind of field to be better in it, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, no, I like how you worded that. Um, one of the cool things about working in PR, one of the pros um, is, you know, one of my favorite parts was interviewing people and having that like person to person connection Um, one of my absolute favorite parts was going out, we worked with this agriculture company. Um, so we went out to farm and interviewed farmers and getting to see it through their eyes and see their world. That's one of the coolest parts of the job. Um, interviewing them, seeing how our products affect their life. That was super cool. Um, and also just getting to talk to a variety of people. So, you know, you talk to people from all over. Know, different experiences, just different different types of people that you meet along the way. One of the, I guess, the downsides or challenges for me with PR was, I guess it was finding meaning in the work. If, you know, seeing, by finding meaning, I guess, seeing the results of your work and how it's making a difference. And if that aligns with you. So, you know, there are... I mentioned it was agriculture and there's certain things, you know, I love talking about food and healthy eating and growing your own food and plants and things. Um, but it was more along like the chemical side and it just didn't feel very good for me. And I think that's just part of like getting in touch with your, your own instincts and, and knowing what feels good for you and what doesn't. Um, and some people don't have to, you don't have to like the product or like the company and you can just do your PR work. And that works for some people as well. But for me, it just wasn't wasn't a good fit. So there were some personal challenges that I had. That, you know, things were in conflict with my values. And that was just personal. It might not be a con for everyone. Yeah, but it does help, though, when you're, like, passionate about something. Because you're like, yeah, you really want to put that extra work into it. So it does help to have, yeah, so it makes sense, though. Yeah, it does help. Um. And then with teaching, one of the things I loved about teaching, oh, I'll say this as well. I'm not a desk person. So sitting at that desk working in PR all day uh, really didn't work out for me, just sitting at a desk and a computer. So I knew I would prefer a more active job. And so teaching was that for me. You got to be on your feet. You get, you know, kind of more active. 
And with teaching every day is different. Like you, I taught primarily um, elementary school, mostly third grade. You just never know what you're going to get that day. You know, kids are so energetic and every day was just so different. And I thought that was really fun. You know, there was a structure to the day. You have your classes, but within that, you just don't know what kind of energy is going to be there. And I really enjoyed teaching. It's also one of those fields where you can see the impact that your work is making. So you see, you know, children learning how to read or learning how to work together, um, learning how to build something or create a project together. And that's really rewarding. So that was, uh, teaching was great. Um, I mean, some of the downsides to teaching are, I guess, you know, teaching, you have to take, you have to do assessments, you have to grade the kids so you have some baselines, but teaching to test really drains any kind of creativity you might have as a teacher. Um, and it takes a lot of time teaching kids how to perform well on a test or teaching them material from a test that may not really be relevant to what you're learning in class. So it really takes away from, let's say if you're reading a novel or doing a project, you kind of have to take a break from that do the test stuff. And I think that assessments are necessary, but there's so many different types of assessments, formal and informal, that I wish that schools would incorporate um, more of a variety. Also, so kids don't get so stressed out. So I think there's a lot of ways that our school systems can improve. And I hope that we're going in that direction. But overall, I mean, pros outweighed the cons because you're there for the kids and the kids are great. That's awesome. What do you it think is. are some of, well, I guess you kind of already touched base on that. Some of the, the, not the cons, but the, where you could build more challenges, mm -hmm. challenges, oh, yeah. challenges. Um, so what do you think in terms of starting your business, being your own, being your own boss, <laughs> being your own entrepreneur? Okay. Yes. Um, I'm happy to talk about this because I think it's really highly glamorized, you know, especially today, you know, on social media with all the tools we have, there's a lot of, you know, be your own boss, um, you know, make all this money, you know, you just have to post on Instagram and it's very glamorized. Um, and I want to say that while it's amazing, like the pros are that I get to do what I love, I feel very passionate about what I do. Like sometimes I can't believe like this is my job. Um, and it's so fun. And it's also very challenging because there's no one telling you what to do. You need to be on top of yourself. You need to be on top of your schedule. And for me, I, I work alone and I work at home. So that can be somewhat isolating. I do teach yoga in person, which helps. I have my community and my people that come to my yoga classes. So that's a nice like component that I have to my business. Um, but a lot of my work is just done from home. So it can feel very isolating and it, it takes a lot of hard work. You have to manage your time, manage, you know, the structure of your day. I think working at home is so fun. I can just do whatever I want, but the business counts on you. So if you don't move forward, the business doesn't move forward. Um, so there's, there's pros and cons for everything. Right? At the end of the day, I'm really like grateful that I'm able to do this work and I feel really privileged to be able to do what I love and to be able to, you know, work from home and have the setup that I need to make it all happen. This yeah. has been really good. Go, no, go ahead, Kimmy. I'll, I'll go no, after 
I just think it's amazing that you just attested to, because you do see, uh, we talk about it all the time. You see everybody's highlight reel on social media about what it's like to be a boss. And it kind of makes it seem as though like everybody or anybody can do it. And they don't really understand because they don't see the behind the scenes of like, you're your own marketer. You could be your own accountant. You're doing your own books. You're you're trying to figure things out. Like you're trying to create your own website and maybe you're, you don't understand even how to make that. So you're doing all this learning and putting all this time in as well. So some people don't really see that. And some people out of nowhere, it's like, I'm going to start a business. I'm like, okay, do you, do you, know, you can, but do you know, like, it's not, it's not going to happen overnight. Like, yeah, it's dedication, dedication. Like you said, it's, you're in for the long haul and you just got to keep on pushing because sometimes um, you're not going to necessarily see a result overnight. So I like how you yeah. definitely were transparent in what that actually looks like. And I'll say as well, like it's a big investment up front, not only your time and energy, but it's a big financial investment. Because when you think about um, things that there, there's like four quadrants, right? The things that you're good at that you like doing, the things that you're good at that you don't like doing, things that you're not good at that, but I forgot what the other two are, things that you're not good at, but you enjoy doing and then things that you don't enjoy and you're not good at right mm-hmm. so you have these different tasks and ideally you want to hire out for the things that you're not good at or don't enjoy but when you're starting a business you have to decide how much you're going to invest in that um you know i tried to build my own website but at the end of the day i hired someone because that was taking it off of my plate and it it worked out to be really beneficial so it's a big investment up front, but like I said, you're in it for the long run. So it's worth it. That's a good um sorry, let me so that's a good lesson for a lot of like students now. Cause I, I see a lot of students who are like, I wanna be a chef, but I need to be a business major too. I'm like, well, let's do one thing at a time. But you're right, you we don't we don't learn everything. So you do have to hire people out. I think that's a good the word I'm trying to think of is realization. Hopefully students, you know, anyone listening now, you don't have to do everything. That's why we have teams of people. And that's why we all have different skill sets. You don't have to be a culinary major and a business major. It's helpful if you can do both. Great. But if you can't, then maybe financial investment, the time investment, then yet yeah, learn what you need to learn. Do like maybe the culinary side. I, I'm just using that one because I hear a lot of students that come in. They're like, I want to be a chef. I'm coming back and I'm going to do a business major. I'm like, okay, great. But then you kind of have to break down. That's for anybody too. Anybody that wants to run a business, you don't have to have a business major. There's people out there that learn the financial part, that learn the web design, the social media parts of it. So thank you for, for sharing that. I feel like that's just a lot of people don't understand that you don't have to do everything in your business if you do want to do a business. And you yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Doing everything just- is a really quick road to burnout. And I'll also say you learn a lot on the job. Um, yeah. I used to think I wanted to be a chef as well, funny enough. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I really, really enjoy cooking, but. Um, you got time, Haley. You got time. You, you've been doing it. You've been pivoting. You got time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. I mean, it, it is, you know, maybe something to come along down the line, like some sort of like wellness brand or something. Mm-hmm. Um to add to what I'm doing. But right now I, I have enough on my plate that I want to get that going first before I add more things. But you learn a lot by doing. And you know if, if that's what you're passionate about, you figure the business side out and you take courses online. There's so many courses you can take online now that it doesn't have to be a full major or master's program. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if you can do it, that's great. But if not, there's so many other ways, which I know you all talk about on your podcast. There's so many other ways to get that knowledge and experience from people that have come before you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, thank you for reiterating that. Cause I was going to say a, a big part of what we do, you don't have to get a full degree. Like you're right. There's Coursera, there's, it's you, Delvi, um, you Demi, Demi, thank you. Even go on Skillshare, LinkedIn Learning, right. um, or even like if you're just out here and you're, let's say you're a student right now and you're just trying to figure out what you want to maybe, maybe you have a list of interests and you're like trying to pick which one to dive into. Maybe like test try some courses out and say, okay, well, I'm more enjoying this one. Maybe I should take that path, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. I'd save your money. I love save all your those time. ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many ways you can learn online for like very affordable prices. And I think that's, you know, people are starting to share their knowledge. And I've seen that a lot in the coaching space. There's a lot of, you know, coaches that are just Instagram coaches, or they're business coaches or sales. And I think it's great to learn from people who came before you, um, or learn from online courses. I mean, there's so many ways to do it. There really is. This has been great, Haley. I think this is like a perfect time for you to even just plug all of your your Instagram, your LinkedIn, your website. Have at it. Well, thank you. Thank you both for having me. This was such a fun conversation and I appreciate you opening up the space for me to share my story. And for those who are listening, if you're interested in finding me, please visit my website. I'm so proud of it. It was a, a long time in the making. And it's HaleyBenDavid.com. That's H-A-L-E-Y-B-E-N-D-A-V-I-D. And my social media is under my same name, just Haley Ben David on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Not on TikTok yet, but you know, that's down the line as well. But I, I mainly on my Instagram, I post a lot about stress and anxiety, um, how to, you know, take care of yourself, prioritize your needs so that you can feel really good about what you're doing. And because of all those changes and pivots that I went through, um, I've taken what I've learned and also what I've learned from life coaching courses that I've taken um, to provide people with a model that they can use even to find out what you want to do, what you're passionate about, what to do when you're stuck, what to do when you feel stressed and everyone else is making progress and you just feel like you don't know what to do. That can be a really hard place to be in. So I like to help people out of that rut and, and find the light. Uh, thank That's you so awesome. much, Haley. I was, I was going to say too, to like tie it all in, for I know Kimmy's about to close out, but, but just to tie in what you said, like I think it was cool that you just shared your whole entire journey, and this is a good. This hopefully, is a good conversation for for anyone. Like we mentioned, if you are a student in high school or maybe you're in college, you're just not sure what you want to do. Just taking in everything that you are learning. You mentioned before, Haley, like the hard skills and the soft skills. I feel like the soft skills are more important than hard skills a lot of times because we're, you know, if you're a student right now, you're in the classroom, you're learning something. You're learning your math skills if you're in high school, you're learning your writing skills. Take those two, those are important. I feel like a lot of students are, sometimes they're like, why do I have to take this? Why do I have to take this? Take that, I'm I'm gonna be X, Y, Z major. And you really don't know until you get into your career why those were important maybe. So I think this is a great lesson in just like taking in everything that you're learning, taking in the soft skills, putting yourself out there. It's hard to do, talking to myself as well. It's hard, but like put yourself out there. And and for anyone that is maybe in our age group, that's already out of college, 
in your inner career, you're looking to, Kimmy's favorite word, pivot out of a career into yeah. something different. I think, Kaylee, you did a great job of just sharing. You're like, you, like Kimmy said, you're really transparent about your whole journey, which I think is what we need to hear for anyone looking to shift into something else. Myself. Just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like Kemi and I are in this position ourselves. So just just go for it and utilize your resources. Um, I feel like I think Haley, I'm putting you out there. I think Haley would be happy to answer any questions. And as we always do, we'll put her information in the show notes and definitely follow her on all her social media or the social media that she mentioned. Check out her website. I'm always just like, it's so much fun to see Haley's page. I know her personally, and I know that it, it takes a lot for it took a lot for her to get to where she is. So I'm really proud of you for all that you've done Aww. and for taking taking the time to just share with us. So thank you so much. And yeah, please everybody like ask her questions. Haley's a great resource. You will learn so much from her. Just even her classes, um, I know have been really beneficial for a lot of people. So check her out. Thank you, Kiki. That was so sweet. I really appreciate it. And thanks again for having me um, on Neil's podcast. I'm excited for both of you. This is an awesome podcast just to show people how many options there are, all the things that are possible. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Haley. And thank you everyone for listening into this episode. Um, please follow Haley on our social media platforms. Also check us out. Our social media platforms will be in the notes as well. If you also feel led to bless us, we also have our Venmo account down there as well. But until then, we will see you in the next one. See you. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening to the latest episode of Your Advisors. We'll see you now. Please make sure to follow us on all of our social media pages and check out our website. Take a look at the show notes below. And please make sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Also, show us some love and please leave a five-star review. Catch you next time. See ya.